0: Welcome to the Void Podcast. This podcast is produced by Void Podcast LLC and presented by Sean McKnight and Jenny Miller. To learn more about our podcast, please visit our website, www.void-podcast.com. We hope you enjoy this episode of Void.
1: In the last episode of Void, Regina Rex and Gilben Tricky confronted their past conflicts and endeavored to move beyond them. Nova and Jonas reached an agreement for Nova to assume the role as full captain, working as a partner with Jonas. Finally, Nova and Jonas both faced unresolved business with Cyrus Hatch and Gerald Daniels as the crew prepares for launch. Welcome to the Season 2 finale of Void. And
0: on this day, I offer this dedication that I, Gideon Judge, will protect this expedition, this ship, and this crew with all the metaphysical might that is at my disposal. I offer my spiritual guidance to the crew or my aid in any other capacity to which I am needed. And finally, I offer my consecration to our mission as well as all other related contracts.
2: Thank you, Gideon. That was lovely. I take it you've settled into your quarters.
0: Yes, Captain. Ready to serve.
2: Ms. Rayon. Nice of you to show up for your duties. You're only 45 minutes late.
3: Sorry. I I thought we didn't leave for an hour.
2: We don't. But the crew call was 45 minutes ago. I was getting ready to contact the other captains. Hey, I'm sorry, okay? You're behind in your prep, so I suggest you catch up. You can go to your quarters after you run a security check. Put your things over there for now. I want you to begin a full sweep of the exterior, and then the interior.
3: Yes, ma'am.
2: Ms. Rayon, don't make this kind of thing a habit.
3: No, ma'am, I won't.
4: Astrid, record Science Log 4, Titan Project.
5: Affirmative. Recording Science Log 4, Titan Project. In three,
4: two, one. Lumen Titan Project, Science Log 4. Here in my personal quarters aboard the Ching Shi. All equipment for the Titan Project is loaded and stowed. I'll begin training once we're past the moon. I have to note that for a dreadnought this ship is surprisingly well equipped despite my assumptions to the opposite. I've never worked with this captain before, but I've been told she's capable. As for the rest of the crew, I only know a few by reputation, most notably Gilben Tricky, whom I hear is a top-quality engineer. Good. I have at least one other person to converse with. The doctor on board is supposedly bright, although I never give medical doctors much credit. I find their egos are often overinflated compared to the extensiveness of their knowledge. The Bayflower Woman, I really know nothing about, but she's from Earth, so I'm not expecting much. As for Aldridge, from the brief conversations I've had with him, he has the scientific understanding of a child compared to what I know. I don't expect him to be able to challenge me in any way whatsoever. If anything, he may be able to serve me as an assistant at an intern level. The others, I'll regard as general grunt workers. Tricky will be most useful assisting me with calibration, I imagine. I'll learn more about where everyone can serve the Titan Project once we get into deep space. Astrid, end science
0: log.
5: Receiving transmission from Max Huxley. Hello, Max.
1: Good day, Ursula. I wasn't sure if I was going to catch you before you left.
5: I'm leaving shortly. I'm glad you reached out. I wanted to say thank you for all your help.
1: It's nothing, my dear.
5: No, really. I know you pulled some strings to help me keep my position for when we get back. They don't necessarily do that for everyone, even while on sabbatical.
1: Well, the problem is you don't know how long you'll be out there, but I do know how valuable you are here.
5: Well, it's nice to be appreciated.
1: Speaking of appreciation, I do have a way you can show yours. Absolutely. Just stay in touch with me and let me know how the trip is going. What do you mean? All I'd like you to do is send me a transmission whenever you can. Keep me informed of how you and the rest of the crew are doing.
5: I can manage that.
1: I'm concerned about all of you. I want to make sure you're all okay.
5: Thanks, Max. I'm grateful you're looking out for us.
1: Of course. And please be sure to tell me all the interesting details of your adventures. I'm really eager to hear about what exotic places you'll visit, who else you'll meet, and what contracts you'll be fulfilling. It's all very exciting.
5: It sure is. I'll be happy to report in.
1: Excellent. Your brother would be proud.
5: That's very nice of you to say, Max.
1: I'll leave you to it then. I look forward to hearing from you, Ursula. Be safe.
5: Transmission with Max Huxley ended. Astrid, open transmission with Jonas Aldridge. Preparing to open transmission with Jonas Aldridge. First, a word from our sponsor.
2: Cambridge McWillis is the chosen leader in security. Providing security to our beloved station for over 50 years. Your digital assets, personal data, and identity is safe with us. What you think is our business. Why trust your data with anyone else? There really is no other choice but to trust Cambridge McWillis. You can visit our offices on Level 398 of the Intellect Annex.
5: Opening transmission with Jonas Aldridge. Hi, Jonas.
0: Hey, Ursula. How are you?
5: I'm good. Are you ready to go?
0: I was just on my way out.
5: Before we board, I wanted to clear the air. Sure. W- what-, what about? I wanted to apologize for how I felt toward you when everything happened with my brother, Miss Bayflower, too. And it wasn't fair of me to place the blame on your shoulders before finding out the details first.
0: You have nothing to apologize for. I completely understand and I I probably would have felt the same way. I can't even imagine what you're going through.
5: It's not your fault. I know that now. I just want to move on. Can we do that?
0: Of course. I'm looking forward to our journey together.
5: I'm also really excited about us getting to know each other.
0: We'll be spending a lot of time together. I imagine we'll have some really engaging conversations.
5: I'm hoping there will be other activities too.
0: I, I'm. Uh, yeah, sure. I bet there will be.
5: I'm glad we talked before we left.
0: So am I. I guess I'll see you on the ship.
5: I guess you will.
0: Okay, let's see. Docking Bay 42. Oh, hey, Nova.
3: Hey, Jonas. I was just inspecting her.
0: This ship is impressive.
3: It's a dreadnought class. I spoke with Regina and she's gonna train me so I can co-pilot with her. (laughs) She said this is a mid-sized ship. Um, The cruisers are the big ones.
0: you have come a long way, haven't
3: we? I never thought I'd be a captain of a mission in space and co-piloting a ship like this. How do you think things are going back in the colony? you think Gerald's okay?
0: I I don't know. I sent out a transmission yesterday, but never heard back. We can only hope that he's away from Harlow by now.
3: What do you think she did to him?
0: Torture, I'd imagine. It's what she's good at. She calls it reconditioning. They won't kill him. The Council needs him and they know it. There are only a handful of scientists left in the colony and they need their slaves.
3: Gerald's tough.
0: (sighs) Well, that he is. But everyone has their breaking point. I'm also a bit worried about what's going on with the virus.
3: I've been thinking about that, too. I mean, if they found it in the cargo, then that means it's probably spreading through the colony.
0: The station did dodge a bullet at the sacrifice of Ursula's brother and his crew. I can't even imagine what's happening right now in the colony.
3: If they don't lock everyone down...
0: The whole place will collapse from within.
3: You won't be able to communicate with Gerald much longer. Once we get past Mars, we'll lose communication, at least with Earth. We can still send transmissions with the station as far out as Jupiter or so.
0: I would love to hear that the revolt just blew up the council's chambers and that Gerald led the charge.
3: Jonas, I didn't think you would end up a revolt sympathizer.
0: Well, I'm not really, but with the level of oppression from the council just getting worse, the people of the colony will need to rise up against them if they want to survive.
2: the Ching Shi, Dr. Aldridge and Miss Bayflower. The Ching Shi is in the Dreadnought class and is a nuclear-powered propulsion-based ship using ion thrusters and plutonium fuel cells. The ship's engines are adaptable to other types of fuel if need be. The ship also uses solar sails when possible to conserve fuel. In case of extreme situations, we have a negative energy warp drive. You have warp technology? I didn't think that even existed. It's still experimental, but yes. We've used it before, once. She also comes with plenty of armor and shielding with mounted guns on all sides. Wow, why so much firepower? You run into all kinds of interesting things in deep space, Miss Bayflower. That includes other people who don't necessarily have your best interests at heart. And pirates.
3: Pirates? You mean, like, space pirates? You're joking. Oh, but, okay, you're not laughing?
2: Laugh all you like but there are some brutal people throughout the universe that I wouldn't take lately.
3: Okay, sorry, please call me Nova.
2: And and please, call me Jonas. Thanks, and you can both call me Captain. Technically, I work for the two of you, but I'm in charge of the ship. Are we clear? Yes.
0: Absolutely.
2: The ship is fully stocked with enough stores to last us years, especially since our bodies have been modified to consume less. I expect no overeating or indulgent snacking. The Ching Shi has plenty of crew cabins, which you'll find on the crew deck. Your cabins have been assigned to you already. The blue hatch on your right is the lift that will take you to any level you need to access. Jonas, you're in 3C. Nova, you're in 2C.
0: This ship is pretty big. How do we get around- You'll find
2: an orientation video in your cabin along with other information. Please look everything over. There are emergency instructions included. There's a meal hall on the entertainment deck, which is also where we have a gym and a game room. I suggest you both start a consistent exercise routine. Your muscles can atrophy if you're not regularly exercising them in space. There will be times we'll need to operate in zero-G, and other times we'll be in stasis on the cryo deck. That should be enough to get you both started. Questions? Can you show me the bridge? I would
3: love to talk to you about how everything works.
2: Yeah. I need to prep for launch anyway. We launch in 30 minutes. Is there anything you'd like to say to the crew? Let me know.
0: Yeah, I'd like to uh, address everyone before we go, if that's okay. I'll head to my quarters and then meet you on the bridge.
2: Fine. Check your room for the ship's map.
0: Okay, 3C, where is 3... Oh, hi, Dr. Lumen. Yes, hello. Uh, Doctor... It's Aldridge, but feel free to call me Jonas. Yes, of course, Jonas. You look lost. I'm looking for my cabin. It's, uh, 3C? It's down that way to your left. Oh,
4: thanks. So, Doctor, I mean, Jonas, how many times have you been in
0: space? This is my first time. So people from the colony didn't get to travel to space much? Rarely and only qualified pilots for supply runs. Nothing in deep space. I bet this is all very exciting for you. It really is.
4: Tell me, I'm curious about your particular contract, the one that takes us to Europa? Yes. Forgive me for saying, but you seem ill-prepared for the specific contract you hired everyone else for. You have no equipment of your own, you don't have any deep space experience, and your knowledge of terraforming is limited at best,
0: at least compared to me. How did you even remotely hope to accomplish the very mission this whole expedition is based on? Admittedly, I'm a bit out of my league, but to answer your question, my answer somewhat hinges on, well, you. Me? (laughs) Yes. I stumbled on you quite accidentally. Once you described your experiments, your passion for your Titan project, along with your knowledge and your equipment, it seemed to all fall into place. What do you mean? I just assumed that we could discuss sharing resources as colleagues, What makes you think I'm your colleague? My intelligence and education
4: far surpasses anything you've ever learned. In other words, you're beneath me and
0: would better serve me as an assistant, certainly not a colleague. I'm sorry, I, I suppose I misunderstood the nature of our understanding of each other. I suppose you did. And what resources are you bringing to the table? I have all the equipment and knowledge, and you have what? a primitive education in that bag you're carrying. I believe that what I bring to the table is this ship and crew. Now if you can't appreciate that, I guess we could delay the launch until I find another scientist who's less of an asshole. How dare you? I've been nice about your condescending attitude because I need your help. But let's get one thing clear. I'm not your damn lackey, nor will I be treated as one. Regina Rex is the captain of the ship, but Nova and I are the heads of the contract missions. If you got a formal protest regarding leadership, you can voice that with me right now. As long as my contract is fulfilled before you waste our time with yours. Of course, our contract is last. But it would make more sense to go to Europa first since it's actually on the way. I knew you were going to try that. Absolutely not. The agreement is tightened first, and if need be, then Europa. What do you mean, if need be? You have to fulfill our contract too, Dr. Lumen. This isn't just about your project. I'll live up to my end of the deal. Once we get to work on Titan, you'll see why it's a vastly superior choice to Jupiter's moon. Your contract may become a moot point. This isn't about me getting credit for something, Dr. Lumen. It's about finding humanity a new home. As long as my name is the only name on the final colonization of Titan. Whatever your fragile ego needs. Now, will you please move out of my way so I can get to my cabin.
2: Okay, everyone. Preparing for launch. How are we looking, Gilvin? Good to go here, Captain. Great. Stand by. New Hope Control Room, this is the Qing Shi asking for permission to launch from Docking Bay 42.
5: This is New Hope Control. One moment, Ching Shi. You are clear to detach.
2: If you have any words of inspiration, Jonas, now's the time. Hey, everyone. Dr. Jonas Aldrich here. I just
0: want to say thank you all for being with us on this journey into space. I know some of you have your own interests closest to heart, but I want you all to know that you're part of something much greater than yourselves. You're part of a mission in search of a new home for all of us. That includes humans, not just on earth, but on the station too. This could be a fresh start and an opportunity to build a better world for future generations. Thanks again for being part of this.
2: Very nice. Go ahead and take a seat over there. Nova, plant yourself next to me. New Hope Control, go ahead and release the docking locks. Affirmative, Ching All right. We're clearing the station's gravity field now. You are clear for launch. Affirmative control. Primary engine ignition in five, four, three, two, one. See you on the other side.
0: This episode of Void featured the voice talents of Lynn Chia as Sarah Bella Rayon, Ella Demby as Astrid, Karen Johnston as Ursula Nash, Frank Jutnowitz as the narrator, Sean McKnight as Jonas Aldridge and providing the voiceover for Cambridge McWillis. Jenny Miller as Nova Bayflower, Simon Uluhojin as Anko Lumen, Mike Pringle as Max Huxley, Eric Martin Reed as Gilbin Tricky, Victoria Stevens as the Control Room Operator, Amy Teresa as Regina Rex, and Guy Wellman as Gideon Judge. The Void theme song, Equilibrium in Turbulence, was composed and produced by David Parsons from Avid Wolf Music. If you'd like to learn more about our podcast, please visit our website at void-podcast.com.